This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time, 817. This morning, we're talking with the Murfreesboro Parks and Rec Department. And I guess we'll start off this morning with some local events. And with us, Don Thomas, about the uh, Hummingbird Festival. When, when is that going to be? That's going to be Saturday, September 3rd. And we will have lots of fun activities. We will also have Cindy Rutledge from SEER, Southeastern Avian Research. And she's going to do live banding from 730 to 1030 and again from 1 to 3. And where is the Hummingbird Festival located? It's located in Barfield Park at the Wilderness Station. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to think. I haven't. I guess I've walked through there. I haven't noticed where the hummingbirds all hang out. <laughs> we have a lot of feeders up right now, and we have many hummingbirds ready to go on migration. And that is literally the hummingbird feeders are at the back of the wilderness station. So when you get there, you can see them from the side. But she will actually try to ban some if she can catch some. Okay, cool. And that's coming up again. The hummingbird festival. The date for that once more. September third, and we'll also have kids activities and a lot of science stuff from ten to three. Okay. And, and ice cream I, lots of ice cream oh yes do, do hummingbirds like ice cream too um i do so sure <laughs> and, and then also there's an adult adventure camp and then world vulture day so both of those things are coming up too i guess yes we're very excited about everything coming up and this is our first ever adult adventure camp and we will have kayaking we will try to shoot some archery we will actually camp overnight if you choose you don't have to camp with us and then the next day we have caving so we do a lot of fun activities and it's for adults only we've had a lot of requests for this and we're excited to have it so caving where's the caving going to be it's going to be at indian indian barrel point i think and anyway it's near nearby it's within 40 a grave gravesite that's what it's called and it's a local place but it's nearby it's within that the hour drive and we will be driving people and we'll provide all the equipment so there's a actual cave there there is there is it's on a um farm and the guy is nice enough to let people publicly come and actually explore the caves well, that's pretty cool so were indians buried there or around that area i would say i have no idea <laughs> And that's, again, another event coming up, and folks need to sign up for that ahead of time? Yes, that one is pre-registration. We have limited spots, and there is a cost for that. The Hummingbird Festival is free, as is World Vulture Day. Uh, but it is a cost to kind of help pro provide for supplies. We'll provide dinner by the campfire that night and breakfast the next morning. Again, Don Thomas with Murfreesboro Parks and Rec. And uh, where is the camping going to take place? Is that at the cave? It's going to be cave. No, we don't want to camp in the caves. Uh, don't want to serve any of the extra friends in the caves at night. But we are going to camp at Barfield Crescent Park. Okay, and, and Barfield Park, they've had that campground there, I, I guess, well, towards the beginning since Barfield Park first opened right yes about 20 years and for those who want to camp there i guess throughout the camping season they have to take a little class right they do have to take a class and they also have to take uh we don't just do regular camping we do group camping only and, and you have an actual bathroom in the campground during the summer months yes 
And then World Vulture Day. I, I see. I've never. Vultures are one of my favorite creatures. They're a little misunderstood. They're our cleanup crew, and they're on decline worldwide. So we want to celebrate them and kind of acknowledge them. From 11 to 2 on September 17th, we'll have live birds of prey demonstration. Though I don't have a bird, a turkey vulture yet. We're working on that one day. Right, Rachel? Are the turkey vultures the bigger ones? Because there's different types of vultures out there. Well, the uh, turkey vulture is the one with the red head. He has a nice gray V when he's flying over, and he looks kind of a little bit like a a kite when he's flying above. And they exclusively dead things, uh, so they carry on. You know, I I have seen a lot of vultures at the different parks in our community, for sure. Um, But they're, they're actually becoming more rare. Um, uh, worldwide, yes. Worldwide, the bigger vultures and things like that are becoming a little more rare uh, due to pesticides, poisoning, uh, because they're trying to take care of other things, and unfortunately, they get hit secondary. Uh, the turkey vultures, they are still doing well. The black vultures do seem to be taking over, but they're still very abundant at this time. And there's a lot of them all throughout Rutherford County. I mean, you go down any street in the county you can definitely usually yes, see and vultures. most of them are black vultures they have the gray tips at the end and all of them look like they have finger wing tips so how big are some of the vultures in our area how big can they so get? the uh, turkey vulture they can have up to a six foot wingspan but they only weigh around five six pounds uh, the black vulture actually has a little shorter wingspan he flies more hawk like uh, so that's how you can tell the difference the turkey vulture looks more like a v but a, a six-foot wingspan, that's yes. crazy. And only weighs five pounds. That's why they look like a weeble wobble in the air. <laughs> but those are those are huge birds, though. I mean, They are, but they're the peacemakers in the Indi- uh, Native American cultures. And a lot of people, they actually um, will share with other roost of bird- vultures, and they'll also share with other animals. And they've, they're the best at finding the wind thermals, the heat thermals in the sky. And they'll actually usually uh, show other animals where the food is too if there's too much for them that's pretty wild again you can learn more about all those events at murfreesboroparks.com but the hummingbird festival that's the one that's uh, coming up right around the corner september what is the date again Uh, it's september 3rd saturday september 3rd and we have things going from again 7 30 to 3 but the event is from 10 to 3 we just have active live banding from 7 30 to 10 30 and again 1 to 3 and that's going to be at the wilderness station within barfield park that is correct all right and then another event that's coming up is the greenway art festival so i I guess susan tell us about the greenway art festival the greenway art festival is september 17th from 10 to 4. we are we have about 60 vendors already signed up and it's going to be a fantastic day full of art and um, tons of different activities are going on as well so about 60 vendors right now can more still sign up we have a small opening probably until the end of this month that I'm allowing um, if anyone else wants to sign up to go ahead and submit their work. Okay, again, Susan Hicks with us with Murfreesboro Parks and Rec talking about now the Greenway Art Festival. And where is that going to take place this year? The Greenway Art Festival will be at Old Fort Park. And um, it, as I said before, it's going to be from 10 to 4. Okay, so 10 to 4, and it's free to attend. It is free to the public to attend. We'll have performers all day from 10 to 4 performing, um, and our laureates will be there. 
and we'll have a children's area with face painting and wayfinding art and all kinds of stuff. And so what kind of performances will take place? We have the pilots coming and Bethany Trainer, the Tennessee Valley Winds will be there. Um, Del Shackelford, Ernest Newsom, and the Youth Choir of Murfreesboro. We're also this year only um, having our performing arts department perform Aristocats Kids at two and four. It's about a 30 minute play that will also be done outdoors there. And what kind of artwork are you seeing that's going to be submitted this year and what kind of artists are coming? We have so many wonderful artists coming this year. We have from pottery to uh, oil paintings to pastels to um, even we have some screen printers even coming this year and jewelry of course is always very popular so quite a few different things a lot of variety there for sure yes and again when is the greenway art festival going to take place it is going to take place september 17th from 10 until 4. and i know you said it is free to attend this has been going on for how many years now at least about 15 years about 15 years yes and you have room for just a few more artists right now Um, how far is it spread out in old fort park we're going to concentrate everything right around kids castle this year so um so there won't be you know a a long walk that you have to do it's all going to be around uh the kids castle playground okay and in the past it has been in other locations of the greenway right i think once it was along the river stones river for a short time rachel singer is here now but but it it has changed a little bit right? it has we started it out at the thompson lane trailhead um, which was such a great venue because it's much more shaded and it's literally right down there on the greenway Um, so we had it there for a couple of years and honestly it was traffic pattern that was um, problematic in that area getting people in and out on thompson lane Um, and that still has not improved so uh, we moved it to old fort several years ago um, and it's just the amenities um, are much more conducive for for large crowds now if i remember correctly did it rain out last year or was it COVID the year before tell tell us is this the first live you know actual event that's going to take place for the art festival in two years yes it will be our first live event in two years for the greenway art festival um in in 2020 we were shut down because of covid in 2021 we had a huge rainstorm and so it washed us out but this year it will be virtual and on location so we already have that set up and as our backup if it we were to get rained out again which i don't think we're going to this year it's going to be great and again it takes place on a saturday what is the date one more time september 17th from 10 to 4. september 17th and again it's free you're going to have live entertainment there are there going to be food trucks or any vendors that sell food out there yes we're going to have um eight to ten food trucks of uh, from lemonade to barbecue um to popcorn so it's going to have tons of different varieties for everyone and for those who are vendors who set up at the art festival do they have to pay a, a fee yes there is a fee for our art vendors it is um fifty dollars per vendor Okay, and do they go through a process, like a screening process, before you accept them? Yes, it is a juried show, so they submit their work, and we have a panel that goes through and votes, and then they are either accepted, they're accepted into the um, Greenway Art Festival. And then are there awards given or anything for the best booths or 
anything exciting like that? You know, we've tried a couple of different things, not uh, not per se awards, but um, we we had some fun um, contests, I guess, the last year that we had it. I'm trying to remember what, what we gave away. Um, but, you know, just kind of to make it a little more interactive, but not, not necessarily a first, second, or third right. type contest. And then online, I, I know you said you're going to have it virtual and in person, of course, but where do folks find it online? They can um, go to the city's website, and there will be a link there that's going to take them to the Virtual Greenway Art Festival, or they could find more information about the Greenway Art Festival on the city's webpage. Okay, so just go to murfreesboroparks.com. There you'll find the link and all the information and everything. Yes. And hopefully no vultures from World Vulture Day will be showing Only up. Only if you're dead. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so let's hope not. Yeah, let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. And again, all of these events coming up and all the information about all these events at murfreesboroparks.com. And we'll be talking more about the parks after this short break. We're going to check on the forecast and the traffic. And then we'll be right back with Rachel Singer and Thomas Laird from Murfreesboro Parks. Time again right now, 8.30. You're listening to WGNS on this Tuesday morning, today the 22nd of August. Again, time right now, 8.30. With Demas' restaurants, one of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Shop local, Fair Construction Company. I'm Ron Hall. Investing in property can be nerve-wracking. It does not have to be. Fair Construction offers high-quality craftsmanship, quick response, and attention to detail. Our goal is to keep your expenses low while focusing on our attention on high-quality services. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, a high of 90 degrees, north winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour, tonight partly cloudy alone near 65. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 65. Good morning. We still see heavy traffic on 24 westbound, trying to get up through the Hickory Hollow area, coming out of Rutherford County into Davidson. Give yourself extra time. It's pretty busy on 41 right now between Laverne and Smyrna. Lots of radar on. Uh, 840 this morning over in Williamson County. With a huge demand for dental assistance, Dental Staff School will train you, help you get a job as a dental assistant. Google Dental Staff School. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Let's learn about Adams Place, the area's premier senior living center. We're talking with Terry Deal. We do have the medical staff on campus. While they are not housed in the independent living community, they're right next door. So in the event of an emergency, in addition to calling 911, we have access to be able to bring a nurse over to provide instant assistance. What if you want to have friends over who don't live here to play cards, to eat dinner, or what have you? 
What I like to tell people is that when you move to Adams Place, you really are not changing your lifestyle. You're changing your address. And if your lifestyle still includes friends coming over to play cards or to have a social event with you or family coming over to spend the afternoon or spend the night, that is what you need to continue doing. Socialization is important for everyone. Adams Place has a full calendar of events uh, in each of our different levels of care. They need to just give us a call and let the staff direct them to whichever part of campus they're interested in. Just call our main phone number and the receptionist will get you in contact with whichever of us needs to address your needs. This is Terry Deal. Would like to invite you to come visit with us at Adams Place. Just give us a call, 615-904-9111. We'd love to show you around our beautiful community. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.34, and now in studio with us from Murfreesboro Parks and Rec, we have Thomas Laird and Rachel Singer to talk about everything else going on in the parks. Mm -hmm. Now, Thomas, you were telling me before we got on the air here about the uh, Miracle League starting up and the uh, All-Star Games that are going to be next month as well. Yep. So our fall season of Miracle League is opening day is Saturday. We want to encourage everyone to come out and watch the Miracle League. Uh, for those that are not aware, Miracle League is a league designed to re, uh, eliminate barriers that prevent physically and intellectually challenged athletes from competing. Uh, the field itself is a uh, flat surface cross so that wheelchairs and uh, mobility devices can easily be used. Uh, we partner every player with a local high school athlete. I think Siegel High School baseball team is our buddies this week. Uh, but just the players coming together and athletes coming together and, and uh, playing baseball, it's just phenomenal. If you've never experienced it, it really is uh, uh, a joy to watch. and most everyone walks away with a different perspective so how many how many players do you usually have each season uh, usually we average between 100 to 120 players so this year we have right at 110 teams will play five games starting at nine o'clock uh, and play on the hour uh, usually we play two to three innings just depends on how things go and uh, but every player bats uh, every player runs the bases uh, it is. It's a great experience. Uh, we have a production crew that puts the, their pictures on the video board. They have walk-up songs that play, and then we have a mascot that comes out in, in between innings and dances with the players and athletes. Uh, if you've never been out, it really is a, a great experience to watch uh, as a fan. Of course, the players love that. Uh, and, of course, we started this in 2017, uh, and after our first season, we were approached by the National Miracle League office uh, to host the All-Star Game. We were supposed to host All-Star Game in 2020, uh, and of course that got pushed back. And then Houston, who hosted, uh, they had some issues. So long story short, we are hosting the 2022 Miracle League All-Star event September 17th. Uh, now we've got over 120 players coming in with their families They'll, from all over the country. Uh, there's 330 leagues throughout the country, and so 120 from different leagues will be converging on Murfreesboro. 
enjoying McKnight Park and the facilities there, Borough Beach on Friday night, and then Saturday we'll play games on the hour, uh, similar to what we do on a, a typical Saturday. Uh, so this whole ball field, it, it was started, I guess, with local baseball. Well, he's not local anymore. He's from right. Murfreesboro. David Price. It was. Plays uh, for professional David Price was, uh, I guess he's one of our local legends or heroes. Uh, he played for Blackman uh, and then went on to play for Vanderbilt and then has played in the major leagues for about nine years, ten years now. Uh, and he has moved around, but when he was in Tampa, he helped with the Miracle League. And uh, he thought then that, you know, one day he would like to bring that to our community. So back in 2015, the David Price Foundation approached the city. Uh, and had an idea for a park and the league, and uh, it, it somewhat evolved into what we have now as a Miracle Field Park. Uh, our park is unique in that we have a, a all-inclusive playground, one of, the, one of the best playgrounds around, I think. Uh, it's always full, but it, it has unique features that not only encourages cooperative play, uh, but it also allows for the spinning, sliding, uh, swinging sensations that typical kids would experience uh, for kids that maybe aren't able to, to have the same experience. So, uh, and we put a t-ball field in next to the Miracle Field. So on Saturday mornings while the Miracle League is playing, four and five-year-olds are playing t-ball as well. Uh, that interaction in between games is really helping to change our culture. Uh, from young ages to high school ages, uh, our citizens and our young people are are becoming integrated and and are becoming accustomed uh, to working with individuals with disabilities and that really changes the perspective uh, particularly in our high schools and, and that whole miracle field area the playground all of that stuff i mean it's for those who are handicapped no matter really what level of handicap they, they face I, I know at one point the VA even had teams out there right. of those who The VA were... comes and they, they play games on the Miracle Field. Uh, uh, and the veterans love that. Uh, like I said, the, the dugouts, the, the entire field itself was built with safety in mind, but also accessibility. So uh, it's a wonderful place for people of all ages and all abilities. So when you have disabled veterans out there playing, do you have local high school baseball players who come out there and help as well? Well, not not necessarily the the local players during typically the veterans will come during the day so they have a lot of the VA has a lot of volunteers and a lot of staff that works with that group uh, so they'll do that uh, most of our high school athletes they'll come to work with the Miracle League itself which is you know ages 4 to 55 or 60 uh, you know there's no age limit to the Miracle League we have an, a youth and adult division uh, but getting the high school athletes working with those kids is it's just such a rewarding experience for the athletes themselves uh, our players of course love it and they love to be that but you know it's a different experience for some of those high school kids and it, it really changes the way they think again thomas laird with us this morning murfreesboro parks and rec and Seb september 17th that is the all-star game it is and we want to encourage everyone to watch we're live streaming that channel three uh City Channel 3 will be live streaming it. You can link up to it through the city website, the, the city uh, broadcast page, or even on our Facebook pages. Uh, there's limited seating at the field, and like I said, we've got 120 players 
uh, with parents and grandparents, everybody, we're anticipating about 600 people coming into the city for that weekend. We want to make sure everybody has a chance to see their player uh, on the actual field itself. So we encourage everyone to, to watch it live and, and, you know, support us that way. And uh, do, do other cities near us have a Miracle League type field for those who are disabled? You know, we, uh, we started this in 2017. I don't know if you remember on opening day, the grand opening, Mayor McFarland challenged other mm -hmm. cities in Tennessee. And now there's five leagues uh, in Tennessee. A couple of them are still getting going, but Chattanooga, Kingsport, uh, and Mount Juliet. And then we've got Columbia starting a league as well as Memphis. So, uh, so Mount Juliet, the closest, and, and that's a growing city just like Murfreesboro. Right, absolutely. So do you play Mount Juliet? Uh, do some of the teams here play Mount Juliet? No, we'll, we play in, you know, within Murfreesboro. Now, our hope is after we host the All-Stars this year for the National All-Star, that we're able to continue doing that in September every year with a Tennessee All-Star event, and we can invite Mount Juliet and uh, Memphis and the other cities to come. Uh, we found that, you know, just like any other sport, travel ball is part of that. So we, last year we had a, gr a couple teams that formed and we went down to Chattanooga and they played and, and, you know, stayed in the hotel and had this, you know, the same experience as any other travel ball. And that was really good for some of our players because they've been on that trip with siblings and you know to be able to go and they be the ones to play was really a good experience we want to help create that throughout the state yeah pretty pretty cool thomas laird again with us murfreesboro parks and rec and rachel singer also here this morning uh, so what else is going on within the city and the parks department i was just gonna piggyback off of um you know all the great things that thomas said about miracle league and uh, we're excited we have uh through a grant we were awarded we're gonna have an accessible golf cart um, for mobility challenged individuals and we're going to be able to use that at really all of our program spaces um, it's going to be housed at the wilderness station so um, putting a lot of effort into getting some mobility challenged people out in the wilderness and be able to do everything from bird watching to photography to um, you know our tree hikes and stuff that we we just kind of take for granted um, and so we're we're excited for that but we're going to be able to bring it to any of our other parks um, um, and so all people will have to do is request that. We'll make sure to push out that information so that the community knows when we get that. Um, it'll probably be next May where we'll be ready to go is what we're hoping for. So um, we're, we're excited about that project as well. I, I know even the VA has started new programs for veterans. And I know we just talked about veterans playing at the, at the Miracle Field, but they've started new programs for veterans about getting them out in the wilderness getting them fishing stuff like that as well so have they approached the parks to to work with you as well on some of their programs um we we do work with veterans obviously and um we'll be reaching out to them too once we kind of get this set up another thing that that i'd like to look into is um to be able to provide access um to kayaking for some mobility challenge people. And so um, I know the veterans, you know, definitely like to get out on, on the kayaks and stuff. So the more that we, you know, are able to offer these things, we'll be reaching out to them. And we've, we've been working with the, the VA. We, of course, we've had a partnership with them for years for the golf course. Uh, and they're looking at, at some uh, master planning and, and some different recreational opportunities there at the VA property and so we've been working with them to try to help advise them on uh, things that would be 
easily accessible and, and recreation opportunities for veterans that are there. Uh, so at, does the city operate the, the veterans golf course? I know it used to be called the VA golf right, course. Right. But we currently it, do, but I think that's about to shift and the, the VA is about to take that back over and uh, do some remodeling and do some uh, some different things out there. Um, you know, I don't know that the the golf course as we know it today will will stay yeah. like that. That hopefully there's improvements or or some kind of master plan that's going to help. Uh, but there, I know the folks at the VA. They've got a very enthusiastic commander, and uh, I think they're they're really on the right track of. And and out that same direction, <coughs> of course, uh, under construction right now is that indoor soccer it arena. Is. Is it about Man. done? It's very <laughs> impressive. Uh, we're getting close. You've been building uh, that yourself the whole time. I mean, that's why it's taking so long. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's getting very close. We had electrical is being run. Uh, there was a slight holdup. They were having to install the door so that the building can be secured before the electrical is completely run. Uh, the folks are coming next week to put the netting and the protective uh, padding around, and then we'll be ready for them to install the actual field itself. So. We're really thinking November we'll get this thing open and ready for uh, training. But, you know, we have seven synthetic turf fields that are completed now. And if you don't, if you've ever ridden by Siegel, it, it's busy all the time. There's people on the fields uh, all the time. So it was definitely a good investment with the city. And, you know, with the short period we've had them open, it's, it's unbelievable how much play they get. It's pretty cool out there. And those synthetic fields, I mean, most towns, I would say the majority of cities out there don't have anything like it. No, not especially to have seven. When we're done with the indoor, we'll have eight fields in one location. That's really rare. Uh, we went, had to go all the way to St. Louis to find something similar. Uh, really? And so St. Louis has an indoor? St. Louis, Atlanta. Uh, nobody, we didn't other than uh, I think we went to see Nick Saban's practice facility was the only indoor facility that was close to the size of what uh, we have there at uh, Siegel. Most of the indoors are half fields or small sided fields. Uh, when we built this one, it's one regulation field inside so you could play a regulation international soccer match uh, indoors. Now we'll break that up into different training spots and different side fields. Uh, but in the event that we do need to host a regulation game, we're able to do that. It's pretty cool. I, I mean, if anybody's seen the Titans training facility, it looks kind of like that. Very similar. Uh, but I think y'all's is actually bigger than the it Titans facility. It may be. Facility. It's a 96,000 square foot, so it's a lot of space under cover. Yeah, you can fit a uh, lot of people in there. It's almost <laughs> the size of Patterson. I think Patterson is 103,000 square foot or somewhere there. So. You could almost put, if we took the theater off or the, the indoor pool off the end of Patterson, we could put that building inside this one. That's pretty cool. And that, again, is out there almost across from the VA. It's across yep. from the VA golf course. Mm -hmm. um, but a, a lot of new stuff going on right. in that direction. And, and I, down the road a little ways, you know, we built six fields to kind of help meet the demand and really uh, give our local soccer program an opportunity to play while tournaments and things are going on. Uh, so at the Jordan Farm, we last year we put in lights, so those are six lighted fields. This year we're working on restroom facility, and that's nearing completion. We hope to have that completed by the first of the year. Uh, supply chain has held the trusses up, so we're on a slight delay, but uh, the building's still going up and looking 
looks really nice. So. And then Greenway Extension taking place out in the Walter Hill area. Mm -hmm. uh, when is that going to be completed? Rachel, do you? Um, they're hoping by um, this fall. Um, I think I think there'll be a little bit of a delay on there, but um, but hopefully by the first of the year we'll be able to utilize all that and it'll be completed. So once that's done, how many miles of greenway will we have here? We'll have 17. And that's actual yep. paved miles of, of it greenway. Right. It is. Mm -hmm. We're really lucky to have all of that, and the, each, each section is so beautiful. Um, Walter Hill area that that they're working on, so Walter Hill to Central Valley, and then they're pushing down from Central Valley. Um, that's just such a beautiful stretch. It's probably my favorite. Do you foresee that Walter Hill greenway area ever actually connecting to what's in you know more of the heart of murfreesboro that's what we're working towards um we're going to utilize some um you know sidewalks and bike lanes and um still trying to get you know some property acquisition but that is the plan and then that way you could i guess literally ride your bike safely from, from walter hill to barfield park that, right. that's a, that's a long ways right that, it is. that would be yeah. the well, that'd be over 17 miles, I guess. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. And there's already things in place that probably people don't realize that, that are being worked towards from Thompson Lane um, Trailhead. And it'll, the bike lane goes down Thompson Lane, and then it'll cross over to Carolina Farms. Um, so that's that's being worked on right now. We'll, that will be a paved trail as well that will run um, between Par uh, Carolina Farms and the MTSU Horse Science Program. Um, and then... That's pretty close to getting through Seagull. So, I mean, there's a lot of little little sections that are being worked on. And then um, once they all connect, it'll be a great thing. So is Carolina Farms, is that a new neighborhood out there on Thompson Lane? It is. Okay. Yep. Yep. So it'll go through that neighborhood, if you would, yep. and, and then continue? And then continue. That's pretty close to Seagull Park. Okay. So, um, yep, that's, that is the plan. So as we close out this morning, anything that we left off with Murfreesboro Parks? We have, um, we're excited um, that we've got a new skate park coming. Oh, cool. So um, more information on that to follow, but uh, that is going to go in Old, um, Old Fort Park and uh, kind of utilize that back parking lot area where there used to be two old pavilions. Um, so there's a lot of green space back there. So and when you say skate park, do you mean like skateboard and mm -hmm. rollerblades and all of that? Right. and bikes and... Uh, Half pipes, quarter pipes. Yeah, <laughs> we're hoping a bowl. We're, we're really? We're working, we got, uh, working with a company now to, to design. So we're really excited about that project. I, a lot of projects, just, we want to encourage people to get out, pick up a copy of the Rec Connection, go to our website, murfreesboroparks.com. Uh, there's so much to do from all ages, from toddlers to seniors. Uh, it's it's. And I, I guess the closest place for a real skate park would be what the Two Rivers. You know, uh, next Shelbyville. To, Shelbyville has one Shelbyville too. Shelbyville has a skate park, H.B. Griffin Park. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. that that's Manchester has a small one too. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so those two locations, and there's one. Two at Rivers. What used to be mm -hmm. Wave Country. Now it's called Two Rivers Park, I guess. Well, I think it's so still called the it, Pool Wave Country. Is it? Uh -huh. We need a wave country here in Murfreesboro. <laughs> right. We got Borough Beach, right? Well, we got Borough we Beach. We just need the waves. Right? Need the waves, need the that's wave. right. You know, I always thought it would be cool if we could make a lazy river out of the trail that, that goes around cool. the ball field at Barfield. You know, if you, that would you be awesome. Do a lazy river. We'd never get the kids to play ball, would we? Can we do that? <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to sit in your river tube and watch your ball? It would. It'd, it'd make them a lot more enjoyable. That's, that, that's perfect. Thomas Laird, Rachel Singer with us this morning.
And uh, again, so uh, I guess the latest news, a uh, skate park coming to Murfreesboro. Uh, do we have any idea when that's going to start? Uh, we're hoping to start design in uh, A&E very soon. I think that, that is an item that's coming up to council. Uh, so hopefully we get it designed and within the next year or so it's cool. funded. That's the biggest thing is mm -hmm. getting the funded, but it's been allocated. Uh, so... And that'll be uh, in Old Fort Park. Yep. Well, thank you all for joining us this yes, morning. Sir. Thank you.